0: Going through the car wash today, wherefore art thou itumeleng Kune? Kune dived super early, Yeah, like wrong direction as well. Yeah, he was even off off camera at some point. (laughs) What's going on with Kune right now? Spaghetti, a South African classic. Spaghetti and mince. Every time, (laughs) every time. (laughs) time. Spaghetti and mince. Spaghetti and mince. South African local food. And tekomodiseh too good to sell.
1: Now they thinking, yeah, but Kezichi's players have seen Musona going overseas, but Musona's contract was different to yours. So if you don't take care of your contract, you'll never go overseas. That's why you see it is is also still around. He had no buying our clothes. Today is a great day for a car wash.
0: Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on Sokoladuma radio. This is a, a corner. Good day and welcome to the car wash on today's show a weekend of legendary derbies who will replace Dennis Onyango at sundowns and what went wrong for OJ Mabizela I am your host Slu Paho but I am not alone in the studio as usual we have Teko Mudisa Teko, how you doing I'm good and you sir all good all good and Sean But a lot older. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot better looking as well. Clint Roper is joining us for the second time now
2: on The Car Wash. How are you doing? I believe uh, our last one was the top top downloaded show. So we're going to go for it again. Put Sean under pressure.
0: We're going to break those records. Uh, We start off with NetBank Cup results. Uh, the round of 16 played out last weekend. Black Lepers beat Amavarara 2-0. TS Sporting beat Happy Wanderers 4-3 in a seven-goal thriller. Real Kings defeated Mbombella United 2-1 with a 93rd-minute winner. Celtic beat Eric Tinkler's men, Maritzburg United 3-2. Celtic had a 94th-minute winner. And Baroka beat Hungry Lions 4-2 on penalties. This past Monday, though, Bidvest Vitz beat Chipper United two 0 Both goals came in the space of about uh, three minutes. And uh, in the big one, uh, well, the big story, I suppose, Chiefs knocked out against Highlands Park on penalties. What did you guys make of that performance,
2: Clint? Take you can take it away. Look, I think that that particular loss puts Middendorp under so much pressure going into this. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it. To lose to a team like that, when you consider the resources that he has available, as opposed to what Highlands Park have available, um, is, uh, is sacrilege, I think, for a Kaiser Chief supporter. So I think the pressure will be even bigger on him. He would have he hoped to have cruised through that. Didn't happen. Um, and uh, if anything, it helps Pirates more than anything else. don't know what you think, Teko. I think um, for the first time, actually,
1: Kaiser Chiefs are choose, uh, in a position that is very uncomfortable for them. Mm. You know, and uh, you can also see with the loss as well. Before, before, before that, like everybody wanted to see Kuna being back in the team playing, and you can see also in the game, like when they started delaying because they wanted to go through penalties. Because you know, um, probably maybe they were hoping that Kuna might actually be saving the penalties, and you know what happened after that. Yep. But it's just that for me, it's very interesting to see how how kids, kids actually handle the stress that they're in. I think it's the first time actually that in this kind of stress where there's so many less points like uh uh they didn't have like you don't remember first they were like 10 11 points ahead now they're like four yep and uh, they're playing a big 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 game and uh whether uh Murindop will select e2 again or Akbe, it'll be very also interesting and to see also the lineup how do uh be e- We'll see it actually for, for Lana Paris um, yeah. for, and and K's as well. So it'll be very interesting. So for me, just enjoy it. It'll be the first time seeing Burindo being under so much stress. How would he handle it? Would he come out of it? That's very interesting for me. Too. So I think this is a game that actually will determine whether they're ready to win the league or not.
0: Yeah. And then that Highlands Park loss, also the way that they lost, because they did have an advantage at some stage in the penalty shootouts. Yeah. Um and then, you know, Maluleka and Kamabiliad missed their penalties and they lose in uh what's it a sudden death? Sudden death. Um and Highlands make no mistake. I actually wanted to ask you guys did you see um, what's it? Uh, Shaluli less penalty in the penalty shootout, the way kune dived super early yeah like wrong direction as well. yeah he was that... even off off camera at some yeah. point <laughs> <laughs> and like, it just got circulated <laughs> on twitter a bunch of people were like yeah. what's going on with kune right now um and then in the other one sundowns win against vut 2-0 despite having four suspensions and what i wanted to ask is pito kind of admitted that they got all of those yellow cards in the PSL on purpose so that they could serve those suspensions in the netbank cup um and you know knowing that they're, they're facing a small team like aval university of technology what do you think of that tactic of purposefully getting isn't that yellow match cards fixing
2: to... hmm? can that not be
0: match fixing in in the fifa rule book there's a rule that 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 stops you from doing that but mm. i think it's uefa and it doesn't really there's no there's no rule in the in in, in rule book it seems because he openly admitted it in the post-match interview. Yeah. That that's what they were doing. Mm.
2: Uh, I, I don't think it's match match fixing. I think it's clever. It's clever coaching. And hats off to him for managing the squad. It happens at the highest levels. Mm. You'll see it happening uh, in Champions League rounds as well. Um, so, so hats off to to team management. Um, I think I think possibly referees should be made aware the situation and mm. players that are looking at cards and possibly go over to those individual players mm. and say listen i will be looking at you don't try and trick me i i know you're looking for a yellow card yeah so i i, I think referees maybe have a, a bigger role to play in those kind of situations um but no you i don't think you can point fingers at pizza i think you've got to applaud him
1: yeah yeah because I, I also said that pizza it wasn't his first time actually doing it it's just that it was the first time being exposed in that way because i think pizza's very smart He always look the game ahead and trying to clean out those yellow cards, but yeah I mean that's clever coaching like Clintus said I think it's but of course it doesn't look nice in the eye you know it's not nice for football but yeah but like he said he has to do what he has to do I think if I was in his position I will do the same thing
0: yeah what What confused me though is doing it so early because they were time wasting on the 80th minute already and I just felt like against VUT you have the personnel to, to go out and get more goals you know what I mean yeah. when that match about 3 4 nil. But, you know, I agree with you guys in that if if there's not a rule against it, take advantage of it. It is what it is. Yeah, but just the scary part is now it's just because now he has admitted it, I think that's going to
1: create like a lot of loopholes now. Because sure. now you'll be seeing teams doing it. You'll be seeing goalkeepers now wasting time. I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of great areas into this season, And I think maybe South the PSL should come in and actually um, maybe find a way how to deal with it. Because you're going to see a whole lot of it. Because now we, we're dealing with teams that are going to be in a relegation zone. We're going to be dealing with teams that are fighting for championships. Sure. So there's going to be a lot of problems there. Because of now, if, if, if Peter didn't admit, you know, we, we, we'll be debating about it. Mm-hmm. But for the fact that he admitted that. I think it, it's, it's, it's not a nice feeling. Yeah, I mean, to, to
2: sort it, as you say, it's a loophole and, and it gets exploited at all levels. Um, and the one thing that's a bit tricky is sometimes you need a yellow to get your accumulation of, of yellows. But it's a very fine line and possibly, I don't know if the punishment is worse if you're given a red. But possibly what should happen in situations like this is if the referee thinks that a player has been instructed by his coach to get the yellow, i.e. cheat the system, Mm. Possibly the coach should get the red. Mm. Um, because that, because then he's not on the, on the bench for those important games. Mm, yeah. So that might be a way of dealing with it. It's a tricky situation. It would be harsh. Um, but essentially, it is the coach who's getting the yellow. Yeah. So why not punish him?
0: Agreed. Do we have an update on the leaderboard from last we week? We do. We do. A big game to focus on was Leicester versus City. Uh, Sean got that right. Tekka, you didn't. However, that does leave the leaderboard Tired again
2: 36 mm. ah. out of 57 losing for both Teco and sean
0: losing the lead man now it's now it's just the same again yeah and you guys always okay. have this thing I'll of come back. making the back. same predictions I'll so <laughs> you gotta throw a couple spanners in the work there so for the big interview i had player agent famed player agent mike McCobb, and he spoke about oj mabizella one of the most famous What could have happened uh, in terms of uh, uh, legendary South African players? And this is what he had to say.
2: Very difficult to say because... Dijafra played in the Premiership, and Basuma played in the Premiership. I don't even want to talk about Mavizela Probably the most talented player I've ever laid my eyes on. Straight from Orlando Pirates into the starting line-up is Tottenham Hotspur, at the age of 22 or 23 years old. He you know, played on the biggest stage in the world in the EPL, and therefore he has to be probably the most exciting player that we've managed. Exciting, but obviously didn't realise his full potential.
0: Later in that interview, he also spoke about this one battle that he had with Cristiano Ronaldo. And the way Mike McCobb says, he, he essentially put Ronaldo in his pocket and, you know, kept him quiet the entire game. And I think it's possibly the biggest disappointment we've had in a player of that caliber um, in this country. I, I think maybe you could say Collins and Besuma uh, after that 25-goal season, but... I think Mabizela, especially scoring on debut, we were mm. all excited, I
2: think. Yeah, I, look, I agree. We, we have some incredible talents. Maybe it's, it's the most talented one he's, he's managed. Um, there, there's so many stories about uh, Mabizela and what went wrong over there. When, when he was in the UK, um, considering where he's come from, it might have been an option to put a minder with him mm. and stay with him and just show him, show him the way, as opposed to send him, I know hindsight is, is, is 20 2020 vision, but that might have helped. If I'm not mistaken, on debut, they played him as, as, a, as a defensive midfielder, mm. as opposed to a central defender, and he, I think he scored from about 35 yards out, it was goal of the month in, in the English Premier League at that stage, so Extreme. he was definitely good enough to be there. Um, in terms of, of the Rinaldo story, um, United actually went to Sporting to play a friendly there, if I'm not mistaken and um i think it was either gary neville or full neville was playing as a wide defender in that particular game and ronaldo a young ronaldo came uh, played in that game and and tore him to shreds tore him mm. in your mm.
3: ass. um
2: and on the flight back home the players went to at first they ribbed uh, the neville brother for being ripped apart the whole game and said, how do you little a youngster like that make you look, look like that? Because at that stage, that was when he was doing the stepovers, and all, he was a lot more flamboyant than he is today. Mm. Um, and they actually uh, went to Ferguson and said, you've got to sign this kid. The fact that Mabizela stuck him in his back pocket when, he, when Sporting played uh, Spurs in a friendly, mm. shows you just how good Mabizela I think he could have played it on any stage. I think when Barcelona came down the first time and played against Sundowns, the one player that the Barcelona management um, uh, spoke about after the game, was my and he said this guy's just ahead of the ahead of the curve. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I think, like you said, I think it's, it's one of those disappointing stories. Especially, it's, I think for for me as a former footballer, it's painful, you know, because this is a guy that actually, you know, getting excited when he's in the national team because you know the quality that he brings into the team. And he it wasn't much of a talker anyway. And mm. it was very very weird. After dinner or lunch, he's out. There's, doesn't sit around the table and chit chat. And uh, he had that kind of a character, but when he's on the pitch, he's a beast. You know, I liked that about him. And uh, it's just unfortunate that it didn't work out. But, I mean, it was, it, was, it was fantastic when I was watching him growing up, especially when he played for Land Pirates, You know, it was always amazing to see how calm he is, how mature he is at the young age that he was. But... I just hope that one day he'll be able to tell his side of the story. I think that'll be great, actually, you know, because now we're hearing what Mike is saying, what everybody's saying, like, he has to actually
0: tell his side of the story, what happened, so that other guys
1: as well can learn from, from yeah. what he
0: went through, you know. Yeah, So it's like, I think on the very first episode of The Car Wash, you mentioned that older players don't, don't reveal their stories. They don't talk much. And, yeah. and, you know, a lot of these younger players, don't get to learn those lessons yeah. and kind of repeat the same mistakes History three Yeah, I, I think
1: we don't have to wait for twenty, fifty years to actually tell our stories. You know, the, the fresher it is, I think the better it is. I mean, this these young boys that are playing right now, they need to understand, uh, you know, uh, what, what is it that they have to face or what is it that they might even go through, you know? And I feel like if if we also had an opportunity to hear certain things from the guys that played before me, I probably maybe would have turned out a better player because of now. Those are the kind of things that are, you know, I know that they're the coming. I didn't know what fame would bring. I didn't know what Rwanda Pirates will do to, to, to my game and my personality. I didn't know those kind of things. And, and I think it's important that you, you, when we do have a unique South African story, it needs to be told as soon as possible because you never
2: know the people, how many people you actually inspire from that. Yeah, agreed. To, to their credit, guys like Janae Hartley, who was equally as talented yeah, as my yeah. Zealand. I mean, Janae Hartley at one stage in 442 magazine, which is a, which is a European Football magazine was rated in the top 20 young players yeah, in the world. Yeah. Our own Janae Tartley. Mm. Um, I think he might have gone to France after that for a little while, but but then he fell off the rails and he's not going around telling his story. I think Pitzos used him once or twice yeah, yeah. to come and speak to the Sundowns yeah, players and let let them know just how quickly it can go all wrong. Jabu Makhlangu, put another example of a guy who's really turned his, his life around and, mm. and, and has shared his experiences. I think he's involved in a couple of campaigns in Edbank, Bank, Super Sport, etc. And, and he goes around and, and he tells his youngsters. But Teco's 100% right. The stories need to be told sooner. Yeah. Because mm. the players who are coming through need to benefit from that. Um, it can't be told 20 or 30 years later. So if old John is listening to this, yeah, give us a call. Let's get you on the car wash. Let's tell your story. Let's uh, let's help the next generation.
0: Definitely. Leading into our discussion around the Soweto Derby, let's do pole position. Pole position. <laughs> pole position is where we jump on Facebook and we ask our listeners a question, a topical question relating to local football. We asked you guys, who is the top key player in this weekend, Soweto Derby, and here's what you had to say. There is only one top key player, Kabadzino Mhango.
1: Lach will be the top key player.
0: Mamela, Mango,
1: Uli, Ligrovich for Kaiser Chiefs, Mango for Pirates. Chemicals, not
0: Makaringe in the side of Pirates. In the side of Kaiser Chiefs, I have Cardoso. Interesting picks there. I actually <laughs> didn't, didn't I expect. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, if there's a penalty, sure. But ah, come on, <laughs> I <don't> think otherwise. <laughs> um, so, who who would you rank in your in your top? I, I'm very interested in who who will dominate between Nurkovic and Mahango. Hmm. Um, I have Vincent Pule uh, specifically because uh, Highlands Park exposed Chiefs on the set pieces, hmm. um, and Vincent Pule's left foot, we know so who who
2: would you guys have clint who who do you rank as like the most important yeah so so excitingly for for soweto derby which which up until recently has delivered a lot of zero zero draws and and it's been a case of who's who's going to be tight at the back Mm. um it's now the story of two strikers Mm. and that's how it should be for a soweto derby it shouldn't be about who's going to keep a clean sheet or who's going to be in goal for for kaiser chiefs it should be. Who's, who's gonna the guy more? who's going to win this game for us? Yeah. If, if you score one goal, can our guy score two can, and can we score three? So it's exciting, it's an exciting time for South African uh, football when Pirates, Chiefs go into the derby, they're in the top three or four teams in the league, they're, they're both pushing and it's two strikers who, who, the, who the crowd is looking at. So for me, uh, Nurkovic, Mungo, those are the two wheels that, that, that the whole of South Africa will be watching. And I yeah. hope they come to the party. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I mean you can't you can't ignore it, especially the form of Mango and the importance of Niković from the side. but also two players actually that come to mind is Memela and Lebumanyama, mm. merely because of I think they're the kings of assists in their teams. You know, I think they they play a very important role in you know in their teams, especially Memela, like coming out from a guy that I actually knew that he was just a winger. Now he's playing as a ten, and and the, the way that he plays it, I mean, it's it's, it's amazing to see. And Lebu as well. You know, he's very important in Kids in Chiefs transition. Whenever they win the ball, they always wanna try and find Lebu too. So that he can he can pass those balls to your Kama, to your Nogovicha. So I think those two players are very important. Mm. And um also it's 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 gonna be who will do the better job, especially in the midfield, whether it's Katande uh, whether it's uh, Ben Motuari on the other side, because on the other side, you need to make sure that Leo Manyama doesn't get those balls. On the other side, you need to make sure that Mimera doesn't get that space. Mm-hmm. So, And I also think that you know it'll, it'll be great to to see a game that has goals and both the strikers that we spoke about, they actually scored. Mm-hmm. Um, because we want to see a striker that has come end of the season, he had 19, 20 goals, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, it's been 13, 12, 13, 12 every year. So now... Yeah. I think Mango is important for Mango to actually add on his tally, so that
0: he can he can get that. And imagine the story: Mango gets his 15th. We haven't seen a, a, a
2: striker reach 15 in years, yeah. and he gets it in this way. So do Didn't he call 15 goals? Didn't he make he did. a, a prediction? Yeah. He yeah. did. So you're right. If he if he gets it in this one, it's big. And and all those people who said, don't put yourself under pressure. By by naming a number, mm. we need yeah. more characters like that. Yeah. yeah, as Latin will tell you, I'll get twenty this year. Yeah,
1: but but and just he'll
2: will remind you when he gets it as well. Yeah, yeah for
1: sure. <laughs> but he just said in South Africa, everybody that has said that they've never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so come on like and like kick off and celebrate. Sure. So I'm kind of like, ah, watch me. This year's my season. Yeah. We're still waiting. You yeah, know. Correct. So for Mango to actually do that and actually be able to 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 score those kind of goals, like ah. Uh, uh, so much respect for that. Yeah, yeah. and that's the, is big. that the
2: minimum requirement for the uh, for the golden boot? Is there a minimum requirements in place now?
0: Well, I, I'd say that there's people on Mango's tail, so I, yeah, I, I think it's he... gonna go beyond
1: 15 though. Yeah, it, yeah. it needs
0: to because Shalila is coming as well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's gonna be very interesting.
1: Probably maybe the person that will actually take it, maybe it'll be 19, 20, somewhere yeah. there. We hope 15, so. it'll be dope though. Imagine yeah. we have... Maybe two top goal scorers, 20 goals each. And then mm. next day, we're looking forward to twenty-two, twenty-three. 23.
3: Yeah, so that,
2: that record of
1: Besuma can be broken at once, you yeah. know, at some point.
2: And I'll tell you what, Leslie Magnetel is looking looking down from the heavens watching this derby, and he's yeah. hoping that that top scorer award goes to a guy in a Pirates jersey. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, hopefully, yeah. he's in the the ghost is with him in that jersey and come, when, uh, and, and, come derby. And day. you know, like most of the time,
1: I, besides uh, Lodge, actually. It's mm-hmm. been a while since we've seen Orlando Paris player going to the podium, actually winning something. Right. Mm. You know, so it'll be actually dope to see Orlando Paris player going there, you know, second year in the row. Last season was launched. This time it will be Yeah, that'll probably maybe will bring confidence into the team, especially going into next season, maybe to do better because they also need to show you know what is it that i've been building for so many years because we know that pirates at some point was in the building
0: phase sure. now they've got a solid team they mm. need to they need to bring something into the table yeah how much does you know we always say throw form out the window when it comes to the sweats derby because you, you can never predict but it's kind of difficult to ignore this season i mean chiefs are on this kind of downward spiral, the pressures on them, and Paris have just resurged and they've come back with such venom that we didn't see when uh, when when it was the beginning of the season. Mm. You know, they were struggling, they were bottom half of the table, and now suddenly they're, they're second, third position, third position mm. right now. How much would you say form plays into this weekend's derby?
2: So, look, obviously Taker's got a much better take on this than than I have. He's played in them. Um, you always hear pundits go, it, "It doesn't matter where you are on the table, whether." The, the team's bottom half, top half, uh, log position doesn't affect this game. Mm. In this case, I disagree. I, I think Kaiser Chiefs, being where they are, their log position ironically affects them. It affects the way they go into this. I don't think they play with as much freedom as Pirates do. Mm. Um, and so it actually counts against them that they're up there. It's the business end of the league, it's these kind of games that that decide at the end of the day whether you step onto the podium or not, so so that's my my opinion. I I, I wouldn't agree that it's a derby and and form doesn't count, I, and log position doesn't count. It does. Yeah, I think it's one of those derbies that actually now they mean a
1: lot, not just the game for the fans and for people to come and enjoy. And uh, I think this one means more to both teams. I think if any team loses there on on the weekend, the chances are. It's the end of the season for them, mm. you know. So I think it's it's important. And like Clint uh, said, I think it's nothing to do with form. And with Orlando the Pirates, they 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 probably maybe the underdogs go into this game, but they've got the most to 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 benefit if they win. Yeah. You know, Orlando uh, in case of Chiefs. They're like I said, they're under pressure. They've never been in this kind of position before. The last time they were under pressure, it was I think that when they are playing arrows, they won like the last second of. of last kick of the game mm, mm. and those this will be actually the second time and with a big game like this i think it will actually test case chief's character as well like yeah. but like i did say like earlier on that case chiefs the only problem that i had with kids Chiefs, it wasn't because of how they play it's because they don't have depth mm. into the team you know and uh, when when the question will be if things are getting tougher because of i know how a Pryors play how how they are if kids if things are getting tougher what are they gonna do are they going to bring Zuma in again like they, all, they usually do? Because now, when Kama is around, chiefs needs to play different. Because now it's Kama, Castro, and Nukovic. They need to play different. You know what I'm saying? And when Kama's not around, we know that it comes to label, label Nukovic on the side. So yeah. now it's different. So now, if things are not working well, are they still going to bring Zuma in? So that's the predictability that we spoke about. And mm-hmm. then, uh, yet again, in the midfield, they only have backers that can actually help them play. Mm. Other than that, there's nothing. Yeah. They don't have a backup for Matou at the back that will be as solid as Matou, even though Matou is not as solid as we thought he is. Mm. Or Cardozo is the one that is actually solid. But they don't have, I don't think pound to pound, I don't think Kizu Chiefs have have maybe even a plan or something that they can do to actually to upset mm-hmm. Orlando Pirates, especially the way Orlando Pirates play. Yeah. Set pieces, yes, they might score via set pieces because Wayne is not as great sure. coming out and collecting the ball. Mm. But in terms of open play... If Orlando Pirates can bring the team that they had, especially in the second half against Vets, mm. trust me, we're going to see a derby that is full of goals from one side. Yeah. Yeah. Because I believe that Kaiser Chiefs has got so many things, so many wrong things that they're doing defensively. And if Pirates can uh, find those things and use them, I, I promise you, this is going to be a derby that we'll be speaking about for the next two years, especially Definitely. with the form that they're in
2: as well. But what's interesting mm. is the very thing that we were all praising Kaiser Chiefs for at the start of the season. They know they're starting 11, they pick, they pick the, the, same, the same team. They, we know what substitutions they're going to make. They are, they're an oiled machine. And, and Mindorp was being praised for that. Yes, they, they weren't playing maybe attractive football, but they mm. were playing winning football yeah. and they had a system. Everyone could see the system. But they couldn't do anything about it and the system worked. Mm. Come the second half of the season, the fact that they haven't had to go to plan B as such and plan C and find different ways to win, and now they're having to do it, is counting against them whereas Pirates as you say Pirates can do a lot of different things they've got a lot of different ways to hurt you they can go direct they can keep the ball they can push you high up they can press high up on the field or they can play on the counter they've got all those things Chiefs play a very uh, certain way this season and, and, and they're not really they're not changing it up, from what I can see. No. Yeah,
0: it's the strange thing with Middendorp. You know, earlier in this first half of the season, he beats Sundowns twice, he beats Pirates twice, and now second half of the season we're nervous. You know, Chiefs fans' hands are sweating now. Suddenly, it's it's. He doesn't look like he has fresh ideas. He doesn't look like he has a plan of attack if they if they have to come back from one 0 down, for example. You know, they grab that late winner against Arrows. But to be honest, if Arrows had scored first in that game, I don't know if mm. Chiefs would have had it in them to come back. Um, and this is a Pirates team that it's super dangerous. And now there's, there's this other question of Kune versus Akbei now. Um, you know, we we did say we don't want to talk about keepers in goal, but it kind of is a, a big question. Do you mm. start Kune in this derby or do you start with, you know, old trustworthy Akbeyi who's got a couple, you know, player of the match awards this season? He's, Look, he's had a good season. If if, if Moodendop starts million Milenkun,
1: and then I realized Murendop is not, his, is not the one that's in charge of, of putting out the lineup. There is no way that he can start eating. Because how many games have they played this season, you know? And how many clean sheets does he have? And then you look at Wayne Sandiland, the are is the same in terms of the stats as well. These are two important goalkeepers, okay, maybe including Onyango, These are three important goalkeepers in the league right now. Mm. So now if you're putting Ito and in E2, Murendop, now, this big game like this, that's an emotional decision. Mm-hmm. It's not tactical. it's not gonna help you anything with tactics so it's emotional decision and watch you once you do that you can't stop it so now you you open up this route that anybody that goes and get injured which means Bennett parker can stay for two months when he comes back he needs to play Mm. So 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 now there needs to be like a, a plan within the team. You need to also wait for your chance to come and play. And Akpé should have two or three games that are very bad of like okay Eto now this is your chance. But you can't just be emotionally just because Eto is there and I'm like now nah, he needs to come back. Akpé has been doing great. So what are you what are you doing to Akbar's, uh confidence when you do that? Because this is a guy that actually nobody believed he'd do with the stuff that he did. True. Yeah, this was the first game Akpé was. On his boots, chief. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One shot, I pay. Hey, Butterfingers. Now he's improved. Now he has gained trust in the Chiefs fans as well. So mm-hmm. now, well, those are the same guys that said they wanted to see Etu playing against um, and Park, they're the same fans that are saying, "Hey, we need a uh, payback." So, the okay, so Chiefs will never be satisfied. But I think for 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 Mourinho to come the, the derby, he needs to go with this tried and tested and this is the guy that i've been playing with the whole, the whole year yeah because it's important not to tamper with that because of now he's got nothing else but to look at the league if he doesn't win come uh saturday i promise you i'm saying this right now he'll never win the league
0: yeah yeah and it's tough you know it's interesting brian baloy i think did an interview recently where he said that he'd pick Gune over over Bay, but you know it's spider-man spider-boy Maybe there's some <laughs> personal relationship there. I don't know. What would you go for? Um,
2: it's it's such a difficult decision for him, especially based on the on the uh, on the last result mm. um, uh, with Kuni there. Tactically, what does he gain by by putting Kuni in? Possibly, no. Definitely, uh, when it comes to distribution, Kuni yeah. is out there with the best in the mm-hmm. world. So so there maybe maybe you win. And 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 if Pirates are playing. Uh, uh, this side of the of the halfway line and, and pushing up it allows Kune's distribution to hurt you on the counter, which which possibly play doesn't have in, 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 mm. uh, in him. But from a consistency playing week in and week out in the grind, I think that's what's needed in this particular game. Yes, Kune has been on the biggest stage. He's played for Bafana. he's played in the World Cup. I'm not sure Akpe can say he's done, he's done, he's played in these kind of derbies before. But certainly based on his form, he deserves the number one jersey. Mm. Um, and and in games like this, mm. um, because what happens if Kune plays and, and, and they lose this? Then do you put Akpai back in? Then it's too late. It's too yeah. late. Yeah. Yeah. So um, tough, tough call. I yes. wouldn't like to be Middendorp this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, last year Jerry Skosana did an interview with Kickoff, yeah. and he was talking about taunting players before the match. Uh, yeah, Jerry, Jerry is stupid. Jerry,
1: Jerry was, yeah. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry was uh, he, as a guy that, He's got too many mind games. Yeah,
0: he, he said in the tunnel, this is a direct quote from me, he said, I'm going to play Chiefs. In the tunnel, I would say, hey, you guys look pretty. Look at yourselves. You look like beautiful ladies. I'm going to have a little bit of a snack on the field. <laughs> just, the, just the ridiculousness of that. That's there, though. And, and what's, what's funny about that is
1: I, 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 I was coached by him, I think, in, in, in NFD. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he was a player coach. Like, he still behaved the same way. Like, so, yeah. the youngsters, will be playing against a young team and he will choose himself to start, trust me, trust me, he'll go off on this young boy. <laughs> and I believe this is a young boy. Yeah, but that's, that's who he is. Yeah, yeah. And I remember also, um, he used to take me like an off season to you know, go and play those off season tournaments in the hoods. We'll play that. He'll still be the same. He'll fight the fans. He'll fight. Yeah. Jerry will never change. He's a winner, naturally. Mm. So, so when, when you talk about that, I believe you, because I know Jerry is crazy. And uh, trust me, he'll tell you that, no, nah, don't worry. I'm just trying to intimidate it. But he'll yeah. go on. He'll go on. It'll be so annoying. But that's who he is. That's what he does. And he was great at it, actually. Legendary and the
2: game's star. better for players like that. You yes. want you want crazy guys to to, to say crazy things before games yeah. to to hype it up. We don't have enough of that. Yeah. Our coaches do it. Our coaches are off. Uh, Pizzo's very good at hyping games up and, yeah, and, and, true. and, and creating needle yeah. um, in the stadium. We don't have enough players who are, are ballsy enough to to do that and get involved in that um, what you know let's get a striker saying I'll score a hat trick against Chiefs yeah. Um, yeah and and all of that sudden that becomes the the, the the talking point you speak to uh, Tebza uh, Malloy and, and Doc Kamalo um, and they used to exchange phone calls before before games and wind each other up and say things because they knew that Te- Doc knew if he said something to Tebza about what they'd done at training that day and prep prepped for the, for the derby game, that it would filter back to the Pirates team through Tebza. Mm. And Tebza did the same. I'm not sure that happens anymore. Um, yeah. It would be phenomenal if someone uh, went to Twitter and, and uh, the, the two captains had a go at each other on Twitter leading up to this, just to, just to hype it up a little bit. Definitely.
0: So I want to I uh, try and test you guys here. Where do you think the Soweto derby ranks? I've got, I've got the ranking of all the derbies, uh, the biggest derbies in the world. Where do you think it ranks on the world list? Take a guess. I think eight. But he's in the top 10. 8. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's definitely in the top 10. I'm, g- I'm going to go 6.
0: Both wrong. It ranks 12th. And I'll, I'll quickly go through all of them and you'll kind of realize, yeah, I guess in terms of just like people talking about it. So it goes El Clasico, Manchester derby, Man United versus Liverpool, Madrid derby, Milan derby. Uh, De Classica, which is uh, Bayern versus Dortmund. Mm. Super Classico, which is River Plate versus Boca Juniors. Mm. North London Derby. Uh, Merseyside Derby. Uh, the Old Firm Derby, Rangers versus Celtic. Cairo Derby is just ahead of the Soweto Derby. That's Zamalek versus Al Ahly, And then it's the Soweto Derby. And just behind that is Club Africain versus um, Esperance, which is the Tunis Derby.
1: And there's no Pretoria Derby there. No
2: preserving
0: <laughs> <no> pres-
1: <laughs> I wonder you know, what they
2: have
0: to do actually
2: nah, to get that. Nah, I don't <laughs> never get you, you know the one the one difference between our derby, the Soweto Derby, and all the other derbies in world football. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a this is a beautiful difference and and should elevate us up that, that list where if a different list was done, is that in every other derby that you've mentioned there, they need to have police and army. Separating fans mm. coming getting them into the stadiums at different times so that they don't come into contact with each other. Mm. Ours is the only derby in the world that means as much, the win and the loss hurts as badly, but they're sitting together, yeah in amongst each other, singing. Dancing, crying, feeling the pain, and celebrating the win. Yeah. But we're not trying to kill each other. We're not trying to, there's no tear gas to try and get us to, to stop fighting with each, each other. And I think that's, if, if there was a ranking of the most beautiful derbies in the world, so where the Derby would have to rank as as number one. Definitely.
0: And it's interesting to me that we drink just as much as any other country. No, oh, no, no. We <laughs> out-drink. Yeah. We out-drink. We're the top of the... the, the, the. <laughs> yeah, and so there's black label castle flowing, uh, but no beef, no no fights. But I think also I think it comes back to the characters
1: that you spoke about. If we had players like you know, Jerry's, and uh, right now and hype up the Derby the way that it's supposed to, we'll actually get back to the fans you know, being being that, you know, when kids achieve scores and then, you know, the Orlando Pirates will go quiet the whole game. Now it's not longer the same. Now you see Orlando Pirates fans sitting with super sport fans and Correct. all that kind of stuff. So I think if if we had characters like Jerrys and them right now, it would be so, so, so dope. But you just said right now we don't have and um, everybody, that's why you see now everybody... Team that loses, people go on their Instagram and post their man of the match. They don't
2: care. Mm, people, sure.
1: Most people, they actually don't understand what it means for a derby. They don't understand when a team loses. You'll find a friend, Orlando Paris' friend, that's just lost it, that will go a week without eating. You know, he'll be miserable for the whole week. I think this is an important game. I think players that are involved, they need to understand how big this thing is. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. for for you to be part of it already in J.U., you you know, you're part of the history Mm because not many people, not many players are able to actually be, say, I've played a derby. So this is an important, especially this one. This one Mm -hmm. is just as important. And I think they need to realize, especially for Lando Paris, if they win this chief, I'm sure Lando Paris fans will be working, you know, topless there. So it because of you know the breaking sure. rights and um, and 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 I was actually I was t- sp- uh, speaking with one of the fans and uh, during the week he said we don't want Paris to win uh, we don't want Chiefs to win the league because if they do they're putting us under pressure and they talk too much mm-hmm. and he says mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. if Chiefs yes, win the league they'll be There'll be billboards everywhere in Joburg <laughs> and all mm-hmm. whole of South Africa. Yeah. And I said, but you guys will do the same if you win the league. But he said it's better because of them. They're not as
2: flamboyant. Yeah, they would as rather games. have Sundowns win the league. They, they don't mind. They don't they, mind
1: that. If Sundowns and Vets win the
0: league, that's fine.
2: Yeah? Not the yeah. swan. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Absolutely hilarious.
0: I did uh, 10 quick fire questions with Aubrey Modiba. Uh, 10 quick fire questions is where we get your favorite PSL players on the line and put them on the spot. Play that.
1: Uh, my name is Aubrey Modiba. Supersport United and Merifelder. And these are my ten quick fire questions.
0: Okay, who is the funniest guy in the PSL that you have played with? Vincent Kobola. Vincent Kobola. We've had that name a couple of times. Uh, who uh the, yeah. who's the flashiest dresser? I'd say Keegan Buchanan. And then who is the worst dressed player in the PSL? <laughs> uh. One that. Yeah. Alright, uh, what's the worst mistake that you've made in a match?
2: My worst mistake I've made in a match. Mm.
0: I think losing the ball
1: against uh Arrows uh, against in this squad.
0: And then who is a teammate who thinks that he's funny but actually he's not funny? Washington <laughs> oh, Aruby. Okay, what is uh, your best footballing memory? Uh, winning play of the season in a super sport. And then what is the best goal that you have scored in a match? Uh
1: goal against uh golden arrows.
0: What type of goal in Bombay? That? I got the
1: ball from Brett, then I played one-two with Brookie, then yeah, cracker from outside the box.
0: What is your favorite car at the moment?
1: Not that I'm driving it, but A45 mercedes and AMC.
0: Mm. And then what is your favorite local food, favorite South African food? Uh, it has to be spaghetti and mince. Spaghetti and mince. And then what is your favorite <laughs> holiday destination? italian Stanley. Ah, Paris. <laughs> France, France. Have you been? (laughs) No. Every time, every time. Spaghetti and mince. Spaghetti and mince. Like African local food. And why is that? I've also had that one, that exact answer before. I've had pasta or spaghetti bolognese or something Uh. before, and I'm like, it's in the name, dude. Spaghetti. (laughs) <laughs> oh man But that was a Funny funny thing about Aubrey's one It took so long For him to name Worst Dressed Like he, they edited it out Seriously? But it was like He was thinking For like a minute And then I asked it after Like I asked the rest Of the questions oh, Came then, yeah. back okay. to it. Then he said that." But I was like Man Like some players Don't want to roast Who was <laughs> yeah. it It was Slompo Slompo named Three guys Top three, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. over time. laughs> Top three all the time yeah. Yeah. Who was the worst Dressed uh, Myself <laughs> yeah. And Yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so in the paper we have this story about Dennis Onyango yeah, yeah. um and who will replace him. So they've named three guys here. One, Brandon Peterson, Bitvest Vitz keeper. that one actually kind of surprised me. I don't know if it's been a rumor for, for years or anything, but um Brandon is he he's still fighting with um Ricardo Goss for a starting position. Mm-hmm. At um Vitz. At, at Vitz, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's Jody February. Who's actually already signed, but he's on loan at Cape, at Cape Umoya. Uh, and then of course, Richard O'Fori. Um, you know, there's been news about him, everyone, everyone wants him. Um, who would you guys go for? And uh what do you make of 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 this this even being a question, considering that they do have Jody February gaining experience in in Glad Africa? Um, who do you think is the right option for Sundowns?
1: Uh, for Sundowns, I think. February will be the one merely because he's young mm-hmm. and there's his age on his side as well. And you wanna you know, you wanna put him into the deep end as soon as possible. Mm. You know, where he's in travelling in Africa and experiencing the Champions League at his age, so that you want him when he's three years, four years from now, he's as top as a young boy is, mm. you know. And uh, with Ofori is it's I think he'll he's a great keeper, yes. good and everybody wants him but you would want something different as well. I think Ofori and Onyango are more or less the same. They're not good in distribution but they're good shot stoppers, you know, and uh, at Sundowns you would want to, you look at Sundowns the way they play, if Kennedy Mweni starts, you see Sundowns start playing from the back. When does Onyango, they don't play from the back because mm. he's not comfortable in his feet. So now it's sundowns, you look at the system, you look at how what the culture is. You want to start playing from the back, you want to dominate. So you want the youngsters to do that, to be able to do that. So I think because with Ofori, 4 this age, you will never change what he is. Yeah. You know. So I think February will be actually a good choice
0: to actually replace him. Clint, do you think that sundowns are maybe looking at their wallets and how fat they are and going Ofori? Or do you think they're gonna stick with the youngster?
2: Yeah, look. I don't. I don't think money's ever a, a problem for for Sundowns. I think they can go anywhere in the continent or off the continent, for that uh, for that matter, and go fetch a a number one. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure a club like Sundowns um, allows a young keeper to grow into mm. the role. Mm. Uh, it's it's not that kind of a club. Possibly at a Vitz or a SuperSport or Cape Town City, you can you can give a youngster time to to grow into. They need the the ready made thing, mm. and I'm not sure Pitzos. Willing to uh, to let someone find their feet in a Sundowns number one jersey. Mm. Um, with regards Peterson, you always wonder about Gavin Hunt. Does he want to hand a, a, any kind of advantage to to his main opponent in the in, in in the PSL right now? So it'll be interesting to see if they if they even allow that or if he vetoes that. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure he he's a he's a, a ready-made product um, yeah. as yet. Um, I'm surprised but, but I'm not sure about the contract situation but there are a couple of South Africans abroad who are playing in goal at a ve- very high level and certainly a guy like Keat for example, mm-hmm. who, whose salary I'm sure so could, uh, uh, Patrice could match if you really wanted to bring him back yep. um, and, and he is a legitimate Bafana Bafana number one candidate so, so there's maybe an option um, as well uh, but it'll be interesting, um, who, whoever gets the job is going to be under immediate pressure. Of course
0: in the papers today we have a we have a couple things we can brush past these uh because we don't know how how valid they are or if they'll come to fruition but justin shonga looks like he might be out of the door at pirates Mm. Uh, he's only made i think eight appearances in the league this season he struggled to make his way into that starting 11 what do you make of that
1: i think uh joseph zimbabwe doesn't maybe you know he doesn't fit into the system that they're playing right now but he used to play a lot and uh Micho and uh, Roland mm. you know and of course he's a good player but looking at the system looking at the diversity that they have especially up front there it becomes difficult for any of these guys to play because yeah. you've got Pule, you've got your Lodge, you've got Memela, you've got Mango, there's speed, there's skill, there's this and they also need to come back and defend so it forces your Shonga to ex- work extra hard but but I think if he goes anywhere else you know he'll,
0: he'll be good he's a, he's a good quality player so definitely yeah. New contract on the cars for Bootle Um, What do you think of Vit's new setup with Tyson at right back? They just got Lorenzo Godinio. Um, Do you think, you know, obviously Bootle, I think, deserves the extension, right? Um, let, me, let me tell you, look at this
1: way. Like, I remember having this discussion with Sean. I said, Sean... Now that they signed Coutinho, will they play Tyson as a right back or Godinho as a right back because Coutinho is not a right back. And mm. then we interesting enough, the first game, Coutinho plays as a centre-back and Tyson as a right back. So if you go back, Tyson has been on the radar for Orlando Pirates because they've always wanted Tyson to come with Orlando Pirates. So now look at Gavin. Gavin, what he does is he signed Coutinho just as a backup because he knows that if anything happens off-season, Tyson can go already has a player. So now with the Muslim corners, yes, you wouldn't want to lose two of... Of your top players in the team at the same time. So, William Connors, yes, he deserved it because he's been there. He has served uh, Vets so well. But I think the Dino, you know, Kasai Dinger on the side, I think he is a replacement for Tyson. So, But Tyson playing as a right back, I don't think he's, he's good there. I don't think he's. I mean, the there when he was younger, probably, yes. But mm-hmm. right now, I think even Even when he defends, you know, and as a right-back, he sometimes forget that he's a right-back because now you have to open your body. So as a centre-back, it's good because he's been playing there for so long. Yeah. So I think also look at the goals that he considered, especially against, um, the mistake that he considered actually, against um, Highlands Park. You mm-hmm. know, he's caught, you know, all the time because of now he he's not a natural right-back. So sometimes when you don't play a certain position for so long, irrespective of how good you are, when it comes back to that day, you might not be as sharp as you think you are. So, but I think as a right back is not suitable. So, I think it's always great as a centre back,
0: definitely. Especially in this age of pacey right backs, most right backs and left backs have a lot of pace. Yeah, you don't want to be running up and down with eighteen-year-old chief. Yeah, trust it's going to be tough. And then lastly, Bradley Hrobler, apparently not for sale. SuperSport United have come out and said this. So, what uh, the question that I have though is when clubs come out and say this, are they being serious or are they trying to angle for a higher? Theme? If he does leave, saying like he's off the table, because that's generally a, a negotiating tactic, I think. Um, I, I think. Okay, to, to no, I was, was
2: going to say, look, every player, even even when clubs do go not for sale, every player has a price that mm. a club's going to go. Yes, you can go. Yeah. Even even Messi, even Ronaldo, have got a price that even though the club says no, he's not for sale. If the money comes, he will go. Bradley's in a is in an interesting situation because. If this were two or three seasons ago, when none of the big three had strikers who, who were, were doing the business, he would be a, he'd come in mm. because he solves a problem for you. He's scoring goals. He scores them on a regular basis. Um, he's, he's not f- as flashy as maybe some of the, the, the other strikers in the league, um, but he's very, uh, he's very consistent. And yeah. that's what you want from a goal scorer. But you find yourself in a situation where Pirates have got a guy who's banging goals. You've got Chiefs. Banging goals, maybe Sundowns not not as much, um, but I'm not sure he'd go to a crosstown rival either. So that's a difficult one. Yeah. So besides those three, who can then afford him um, after that? Um, and and I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure then anyone brings him in, in South Africa. Then maybe you start looking for an overseas move. But then again, South African strikers, there's not really a premium premium um, on them. And the guys that have banged in goals in the PSL before who have gone over to Europe, the Umbersumers, and haven't really hit yeah, the yeah. ground running mm-hmm. haven't, yeah. haven't made an impact knowledge Masona etc Percy Tau we saw the other night playing against United so that was nice and from what I understand Mike McCobbs says that because of Percy Tao a couple of the European uh, leagues are going well hold on a second uh, they can produce number 10s mm. not, not so much number 9s but let's go have a look um, so yeah I, I, I don't think there's going to be there's a move on, on, on the cards right now for him I would agree with, with what you're saying Tech, I'm not sure what you think Firstly, what
1: I what I would say is like for teams to actually come out and say, Clint is not for saying. I think it's important for players and the agents as well to have a buyout clause. That's the first thing. So when, when that happens, so that it becomes easier for you as a player if the big guns come, you know, they want, because they want, I mean, for a South African player, I think we all have dreams. You want to play in a Bafana team, you want to play in a derby, you want to play for all these big teams. And once you don't have a buyout clause, it will ever, forever takes longer to you to you for you to move from, one team to those kind of big It was your buyout
2: close taker? Huh?
1: I didn't have one. That's why I didn't, didn't have <laughs> one <laughs> I didn't have one. I had one the second time with the Lano Prize when I uh, when I signed a new contract, but still. Who determines the buyout close? The club? I think the the club and uh, and yeah, I think it's the club. And when they put a crazy amount on you, but you go, still, but is but my salary st-
2: in, in, in yeah, line
1: with my buyout clause? It doesn't. That's what I'm saying. That it needs to be something that needs to be discussed because mm-hmm. most of the time, players they get excited just because Orlando Pirates or Kizzy Chiefs, I'm signing. And they don't. Now they're thinking, yeah, but KZ players have seen Musona going overseas, but Musona's contract was different to yours. So if you don't take care of your contract, you'll never go overseas. That's why you see Itu is also still around. He had no buyout clause. So now they can call out whatever fee they want because they want to keep you here. And sure. the next thing, they're not going to even match what you're supposed to be getting. So that's the, that's the tricky part of it, that we're slaves, Gigi. So just make sure that you have your buyout clause, irrespective of how much it is. Then you've got a number that you're playing for. So you know that when Galatasaray comes through, you've got a number. You know? So
2: PSL players, you heard it here. us says, if you don't have a buyout clause, ah, you're going to be inserted into your contract.
0: Yeah, right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got this week in history. I'm going to try and breeze through these. So on the 28th of February, 2010, mm. rival groups of PSG supporters turned violent during a match against Marseille that resulted in 20 arrests and one fatality. On the 27th of February, 1977, Argentina beat Hungary 5-1 in a friendly that marked the international debut of one Diego Maradona. Um, And on the 27th of February, 2011, this is a funny one, actually, uh, a Colombian league match, an owl wanders onto the pitch. It's soon struck by a ball when a Deportivo player attempted a low clearance. The referee stopped play, and then a Deportivo player, Luis Moreno, walked over to the injured owl and kicked it off the pitch Moreno said after the match that he was trying not to hurt the owl but wanted to only see if it could still fly <laughs> but then the league determined that Moreno's actions were a deliberate provocation of the home fans suspended him for two games and fined him $560 so,
2: so what wow. you're saying is he fouled the owl? he fouled it <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, joke. Hey, that joke of the day, of the day. We there you go <laughs>
0: Oh, man. I have some Players Abroad stuff.
2: Players Abroad on Sarkaladuma Radio.
0: Uh, So, Keenan Ayer, Luke LaRue, and Tashrik Matthews all played for Varbergs in Monday's 5-1 Swedish cup loss to Hammarby. It was Keenan's first start LaRue and Matthews came off the bench in the 61st minute Uh, last week Thursday we saw Percy Tao uh, play uh, against Man United he started in that one not his best performance but he had he he put someone on skates though who was the defender that he sourced in the box (laughs) I actually can't remember Man United fan but you
3: know they're all anyway
0: so <laughs> <laughs> uh. elsewhere uh simon bele uh he played in monday's one nil home win over fatima for Certanense in portugal and banyana banyana forward lindo matlalo oh sorry mutlalo mm. <laughs> mispronouncing uh he, she grabbed two goals on debut for her new side jurgarden playing in the swedish women's cup and she came off the bench for that. One yeah, too. yeah, yeah. So, so really impressive stuff. Banyana Banyana players are doing absolute bits right now in Europe. Um, so you know, one good World Cup, it, you see, you see what it can do for. Dude, like,
1: players. like this is great, man. Look, I had I had a discussion with Lamini the other day. I said, you know, after that World Cup, you can see, you know, now because of in South Africa's. As a country, we've been saying that we need to do something about uh, ladies football, but the World Cup has helped us in that sense that we're seeing so many players slowly and surely going overseas. And that also needs to tell us something as as, as the the government or as the country in South Africa, like, look, if our men are so that good to go to your Benfica, to your Milan, mm-hmm. You know, we need to do something now. We need to start producing players. So what do we do? So we start having those kind of setups, those mini leagues. We're now, Because of now the teams were forced, right, to have MDC teams. So sure. let's let's have a ladies team on top of that. Force those teams to actually have oh, a ladies league. Let them have their own tournaments. Let them Expose them the way that you expose MDC. I think
2: there's a lot that can be done in South Africa. We need to start somewhere. 100%. And you know what's interesting, Teko, is that 10 years ago, we were exporting our male players. To the big teams in Europe, mm. we were playing in the English Premier League, La Liga, in Italy. That's stopped. We we playing in the Belgians and the yeah. and the Italian B leagues, and the Portugal and B and leagues, French. And, and French. Not even French. Where is uh, Azerbaijan? Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. <laughs> <Yeah>. Our ladies <laughs> are playing. Our ladies <laughs> are playing at world class clubs. Yeah. So if they're reaching world class standards with limited resources and you look at the resources that a PSL player has these days compared to what they had 10 years ago, mm-hmm. something's missing that we're not getting up to, to the standards whereby we can compete. And, and that's a problem. I know you spoke to Mike McCabe last week, about why are we not exporting players to, uh, to big leagues anymore? Mm. Um, one thing he mentioned was that the comfortability of the South African player, there's a lot of money in our league. Mm. Um, so rather than go be a small name in, in Belgium or in Portugal, you can be a big name in South Africa and earn the same money. Yeah. Um, two, there doesn't seem to be that hunger anymore to prove yourself on the biggest stage. I mean, mm. uh, in the past, guys like Fish and Bartlett and Fortune wanted to actually be, put themselves up, up amongst the best, test themselves amongst the best. There just seems to be that lack of wanting to show your, your talent yeah. um, and test it against the best in the world. Um, which is why when you see Percy Tao against United you get goosebumps mm, um, yeah. but we need to be seeing more of our players do that
1: i think also what, what contributes to that Clint, is because we don't have so many footballers uh, that played there that actually did well like in the last, last 10 years now we we're riding on pace because of pace we hope in, if Percy does well then we hope that he it, unlocks it rest. for us like United exactly. did for, for yeah, us so many years exactly ago. so now it, it's just the guys go and play in Azerbaijan one year and then they come back. So that also builds so much into the local players. They're like, ah, if, they, if he's that good and go overseas and comes back, what am I going to do there? I might as well stay here. Let me milk it here. So that's why you feel like there's so much comfortability within the country. It's because guys that are actually supposed to be making it, they're not. So they yeah. don't give the guys
0: here confidence in multiple yeah. yeah, definitely. Hope. Speaking of overseas, let's have the international news disc. I'd like to welcome the new Car Wash international correspondent, Kurt Buckerfield. How are you doing, Kurt? Good, thank you. What is up, my good people? We have the El Clasico to preview. Uh, in, in, in other news, though, I don't know if how much you know about this, there's the coronavirus impacting Italian league matches. I think they're going to be played behind closed doors. Um, and you actually tweeted a record. You were the first to tweet this record uh, from Lionel Messi.
3: Yes.
2: So,
0: Tell the people, please.
3: Um, So it was against Ibar when Messi scored four goals. Um, He had just surpassed 1,000 goal contributions. So he's currently on, I think it's 1,002 contributions in 850. Well, now it's 854 matches. Um, The first play in recorded history to achieve 1,000 goal contributions. Incredible.
0: Girl. Yeah, and I remember growing up, and mm. people always said Pele scored a, over a thousand goals. Yeah, but he was playing against people that are in the army, guns. <laughs> <He can't laughs> They're not footballers. Against the
2: squirrels.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also, yeah, and also, it was a lot of friendlies. A lot of friendlies. Yeah, yeah. A lot a lot friendlies. I think for Mario it was the same story. Yeah, yeah. He claims to have over a thousand goals, but I think also unofficial over over a Thousand girlfriends. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Messi can genuinely say Europe. And Argentina on yeah. the international stage, a thousand.
2: Yeah. 1, yeah. yeah. This debate's about the greatest of all time, where we bring Pelé into it, and then you bring Maradona into yeah. it, and you. the, the difference and is, and, and I think Teko's hit the, the nail on the head. Pelé, his career, judged by the likes of us, we base it on highlight reels. So if you go onto YouTube, you'll only see, you'll see him at the World Cup yeah. against Sweden, yeah. knock the ball up over three players and, and put it in. So his career, we are, are basing it on highlight clips. Maradona, we only really saw him when he played World Cup games. So every four mm. years, we would watch him play four or five games and he'd do very well. But mm. we didn't see what he did on a, on a day-to-day, every week basis. Mm. Messi and Ronaldo, every second of their playing career is documented yeah. um, and zoomed in on. And so they've been judged on every second of what they do. Yeah. So I, I, I th- it's different eras. And yes, Pelé was phenomenal. Yeah. And for me, Maradona... I wish I'd seen him day in and day out because I think he truly was a beast and would be relevant even today. Um, but the fact that Messi and, and Ronaldo are doing it under magnifying glass where every touch is...
3: But is, that's... Is just a, to a add calm. to that, Clint, I think like in this age of technology when coaches can analyze every move, mm. your game is studied completely. Everyone knows what Messi's going to do when he's on the ball and you still can't stop him. Um, whereas back in the day, I don't think video technology, you know, players weren't studying Pele on video. They might have been, but not as in depth as it is today if we today. had bar then england wouldn't have
2: won a world cup <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and maradona would only have one world cup as well. yeah. yeah hand of god but let's look at this El Clasico. uh what are the key things to look out for in this match is this the first or the second is the second one without cristiano in it right
3: it's uh i think the second or third one maybe without cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. um is- third one eh? Um, but yeah Real Madrid definitely miss a player like that in these types of games he's probably the at least in the modern day the biggest um, big match player there is or the best at least Yeah. so I mean I think he still holds the record for the longest scoring streak in our Clásicos which was six matches Mm -hmm. Um, he's the third top goal scorer in the fixture and he was just at Real Madrid for what is it 10 or 9 years Mm. Um, so yeah Real Madrid miss a player like that
2: yeah yeah. interestingly Real Madrid kind of mirror um, our own Soweto derby this week because they got hammered uh, last night by City mm-hmm. yeah. and they got they got uh, Sergio Ramos was sent off if I'm not yeah. mistaken Fantastic. so they go into the South Classico again under pressure from their fans mm. having just been embarrassed uh, in a cup game Yeah,
0: um, and also similarly this also might decide the title um, in, in, in Spain uh, as this weekend Soweto derby might decide the PSL so it's going to be an interesting one um stats-wise, what, what are we looking at? What's the feel? Because, I mean, we know Messi's coming into this on the back of a four-goal performance. In the league, how's, how's Madrid been performing this season?
3: Well, they've kept the most clean sheets. They've been def- defensively sound. But over the last few games, I think they've lost three games of their last five across all competitions. But they definitely come into this game or form. Um, but I think the same can be said for Barcelona. That five-goal match, I think it was paper over the cracks, to be honest. They aren't playing really well. Mm. Messi hasn't been playing really well. I know when you look at his stats, he's got 23 goals and 16 assists in 29 games. So you go, well, this guy's in the form of his life. But he he really isn't. He isn't playing that well. Mm. Um, So I don't think that it's it's a difficult one to call. I think... um, I think I'm going to back Real Madrid for this game, to be honest with you. Um, Barcelona have too many injuries. I mean, Suarez, Dembele, they're missing a lot of players. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have the goat, They do weight. have. And <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Did you, did you see he actually was brilliant unveiling? in his cameo. Did you
2: see, did you see the unveiling? There's video footage of him. I wish players the ball. would stop doing that. <laughs> Tap the and, ball three times and kick it and into the crowd. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. It is unbelievable. What's What's interesting is Messi's come out recently and said. Uh, Barcelona are not good enough to win the Champions League. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then a day or two later, the coach has come out and said, well, I don't agree with that. I mean, he has to toe the line. and Obviously, the directors have probably given him a call and said, hey, message you said you're not good enough to win the Champions League, mm. why? And he's had to come in and say, well, we, we are. But, um, but I, I do think they're better prepared and, 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 and better, just their style of football is, is, is always going to be a dominant front foot kind of uh, style of football. And based on what happened to Real Madrid last night, um, I'm, I'm gonna go with Barcelona. And you're gonna go with Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. Yeah. I just and, and just Messi doesn't matter if he's off form. Yeah, the guy is just a genius. Yeah. Uh, and there, there is there's nobody or no system that can stop him. That's what makes well, him. Well, so I great. think the
3: fixture depends on him. Yeah, so the way the result goes, I think if Messi pitches up, then Barcelona win comfortably. Um, but if he has a quiet game, like he did in the last Clásico, it was a 0-0 back in December. Mm. Um, then I think I think it could go Real Madrid's way. I really do. Yeah. Messi is very
1: moody. Plays yeah. when he wants to. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just
1: hope that on the on the classical from the game from the first minute, I think he needs to step it up as well. Because yeah. I think he's been in the media lately for for all the wrong reasons, and like we never thought Messi could actually speak to the media about what what's happened. Yeah, those Alon
0: thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I and mean,
1: I think now he needs to actually start showing on the pitch as well. We sure. know that is is concerned about the team and maybe not signing the right players. Some of the players that are signing, the YouTube players, we don't know when <laughs> sign last minute YouTube player come here. So that shows that Barcelona, anybody actually can now play for Barcelona. Because we also saw, who is this Boateng now plays for Barcelona? Clint, come on. Mm-hmm. Prince Boateng, mm-hmm. Barcelona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it shows now that there's, 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 a, there's a problem in that team. So I think, you know, this is maybe one of the games that I actually, you know, maybe... Put water you know, on the fire that's, that's, that's happening within the team. Sure. I think it's important sure. for them to win this game.
2: Sure. Well, if Messi did want to put pressure on the Barcelona coaching staff uh, and the sporting director, this is the game to lose. We hope he doesn't think like that. No, of yeah. course not. Could Sergio Ramos getting a red card? Does that put pressure on him in this game coming up? Do the fans point fingers at him for what happened uh, against City, and does he come up with a point to prove?
3: Um, I don't think so if I'm honest with you I don't think so I think that his red card was warranted it was a I think his 26th red card yeah, of his Real Madrid career yeah. mm-hmm. um, no, he's an animal no he I,
2: is I'm just saying does he come out with a point to prove to the fans I, I'm not doubting that yeah. he deserved the red card but does he no, come out sure. with a point and does Messi take advantage of that knowing that Riff's probably going to be looking at Ramos.
3: And of course, he's been sent off. I think he's, he's yeah. got the most red cards in this fixture as well. Yeah, nice. No, so you're definitely. to pieces in this fixture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you remember years ago when he, um, I think he pushed Puyol in the face and while he was walking off the field, they pushed Xavi in the face yeah. and yeah, he yeah. completely lost the plot? Yeah. Yeah. he's an animal. Definitely. I think he's under pressure, but I think the whole of Real Madrid's defense is under pressure right now. They were having a great season up until a few games ago. Um, and Ramos. Defensively, I think over the years, he's been seen as one of the greatest defenders of all time, which I'm not going to argue with. But I think defensively, um, I don't think he's in the same bracket as a PK defensively. I think PK reads the game better than him. Um, so Ramos, if, he's gonna, if you're going to run at him, I think you can get behind him. He makes rash decisions, as we've seen time and time again. But he's a great player, of course. He's a worry, Definitely, yeah. of course. But definitely under pressure in this game.
0: And that is how we wrap up the international news desk. I know you are under pressure, Kurt, so we can let you go now. Thank (laughs) you very much for joining us. Thank Thank you, you. Kurti. So I am under time pressure now. Um, Let's jump into upcoming games. Uh, You guys have kind of laid your predictions down. Um, So you're saying in the El Clasico, you're going with a Barcelona win. Correct. Barcelona, sir. Barcelona. Sean agrees. He's going for a Barcelona win. Uh, Chiefs versus Pirates. Sean. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this one to myself until you guys say yours. So, what's your prediction for? Uh, for for. So it's a derby. So it's a derby. Yeah. Orlando Pirates win. Orlando Pirates win. He's yeah. going for a Chiefs win. And then, lastly, SuperSport United. Clint, I'm what? going
2: for a Pirates win. Oh, I, I I think Pirates are just going to play with more freedom.
0: Thank you, sir. Okay, cool. So if Clint gets that right. He immediately gets twenty-seven points. <laughs> we get him on the log
2: there. out <laughs> of a percentage he'll win one yeah. under
0: one, you know. Definitely. Uh, and lastly, SuperSport United versus Bidvest Vitz. Thoughts on that game? Uh, what, what, what's your score prediction there?
2: I'm gonna go with Vitz. I, I don't think they lose yeah. this one. Mm. I think uh, Gavin's um, gonna talk to the lads, get them up for this, and uh, and have a real go. i go for a draw, chief going for a draw.
0: Actually Sean also goes for a super sport bit's a draw. Um let's jump to car of the week. Uh Sean
2: Ba-ba-boom.
0: Thank you. Sean let me know that I should jump over to Dino Ndovu's Instagram. He's got a Rolls-Royce Phantom. I don't have all the deets like Sean has for this thing, but yeah. um I think we all know the Rolls-Royce Phantom, you know, suicide doors, Deets. classic. Uh what are those things inside there? Like the stars or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. like yeah. The roof panel type thing Dude. it's been in mad rap videos we know we yeah you yeah, yeah. <laughs> know i see you <laughs> and then we have the mo- <laughs> we have the motivational quote of the week from grant kekana he says sometimes you need to step outside get some fresh air and remind yourself of who you are and who you want to be i like that i like that one a lot uh here's a fun fact clint this is your team a Man City fan was banned in 1995 for bringing dead chickens into City's main <laughs> road ground. He had a habit of celebrating City's goals by swinging the dead birds around his head.
2: It's, a, it's the same guy who kicked the owl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 that is how we wrap up today's edition of The Car Wash. Yeah, It's been fun. It's been great. Clint, thank you for stepping in in Sean's absence. Always fun. And as always, thank you to Teko Mudisa, the general. Slupahu. Uh Yeah, fun fact has been said. We can rap that thing I'll play that funky music. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on Do my Radio. This is a song in a corner.